If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Milton Berle said this, and it's so true when it comes to our topic today. There's probably nobody knocking on your door at midlife saying, hey, you got an acne problem? Let me help you fix it once and for all. But more importantly, let me help you know what it means about the rest of your health. But my guest today, she is knocking on your door with that opportunity to know what's the meaning of acne at midlife and what you need to do to get rid of it. Stay tuned. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Lean in and get ready to experience the bountiful, blissful, and beautiful vitality that you deserve. Dr. Shana. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Kieran. I'm so excited to join this conversation with you. Yes, so I always love to hear why people do the work that they do. And acne is not something that every functional medicine doctor specializes in. A lot of times we specialize in mold illness or autoimmune disease, which I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. But what drew you to being super interested in skin health? for women at midlife? Yeah, so I have always been interested in skin health. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to go into dermatology. I just had no idea when I was younger, knew that functional medicine was going to be the vehicle that I would be able to help people to really address root causes behind their skin problems. So that was the most surprising and the biggest discovery process for me was finding my way into functional medicine and learning how that was really going to be the best way that I could help women in midlife, you know, people of all different ages be able to really address the underlying causes of their skin problems. And, you know, just because we're talking about women in midlife, that is a lot of times when things start to break down because women are under so much stress in their lives. And for a lot of women, that is when a lot of these, you know, common and even obscure skin conditions can surface and, you know, kind of seemingly come out of nowhere. Yes, absolutely. And so what should a woman be thinking? Because I know that's happened to me. I didn't have bad acne when I was a teenager, some, and then it was pretty much gone. And then it's odd that somewhere late 40s, early 50s, I started having some breakouts along with all the other health problems that I had. And maybe everybody listening can relate to this. And you're going, what in the world? So what is going on when we start getting acne problems later in life? What I would always suspect, definitely want to rule out is adrenal dysfunction and the stress response. So that can be such a huge trigger for women. And what I've seen a lot a lot of times in a lot of the women that I've worked with in my practice at BitLife, acne might not be the reason that we start working together initially, but it's something that something else that we're dealing with. And when we do a functional medicine workup, a lot of times it's very clear that there's adrenal function, you know, that's a problem for them that hasn't been addressed. 
you know, and people develop a lot of serious problems around that time, health problems around that time in their life. They haven't had the adrenal support needed over time. Help everybody understand. So, you know, if they've been listening to my podcast, most everybody listening knows adrenals. We're talking about cortisol, the stress Mm -hmm. hormone. I call her queen cortisol. She must be obeyed or she will wreak havoc. And so how are adrenal or cortisol issues tied to skin health and acne? Yeah. So with the adrenals, they can affect the skin on so many levels. So if we think about something as fundamental as nutritional deficiencies, you know, as a starting point. So during times of stress, our need for a lot of nutrients go up. And, you know, most of us may not be aware of that. So we're just continuing to be in fight or flight mode and, you know, end up depleting a lot of our nutrients. Stress it disrupts our gut health in so many ways. So a lot of people have have heard of leaky gut. For people that haven't, it's when that barrier in between our bloodstream and our digestive tract is compromised. And that's a segue to inflammation. And a lot of chronic illnesses that are being shown in the research more and more. So leaky gut is a huge issue that can be triggered by stress. The stress can impact our gut health and a lot of other levels as well. So it can shift our entire microbiome toward a lot of overgrowth of bad bacteria and yeast. It can disrupt our digestive function, so slow things down, and that can really create an environment of inflammation, food reactions, all of those different things. It can obviously throw our hormones out of balance. It can disrupt our blood sugar balance. So a lot of times acne is called diabetes of the skin. And then another thing that I mentioned, and it's not just acne, it's actually been shown in research that stress can increase an inflammatory chemical called interleukin-1, and that's actually been shown to make the skin cells more sticky and more likely to clog pores. Wow, so, so much in there, what you said. Now, diabetes of the skin, I have never heard acne call that, but I love that. So explain what that would mean to everybody listening. If they're having acne, and acne is called diabetes of the skin, and they're saying, well, I don't have diabetes, Dr. Shana, help them understand how they should interpret that. What does that mean for me? I don't have diabetes, but I'm having acne. It's diabetes of the skin. What does that mean? Yeah, so what I would first start by saying is we've got to think about how we see diabetes. So the conventional medicine way of thinking about uh, diabetes is very black and white. Either we have it or we don't. But what we know in functional medicine is that health is a continuum. And so diabetes is more, you know, an end point, an end result, but people don't develop diabetes overnight. So they trend in that direction, they develop insulin resistance, and over time they lose pancreatic function and develop diabetes. So when we're talking about acne breakouts, it's really important to pay attention to it if it's a chronic issue because it could be an early signal that you can catch you know, before developing diabetes or even something like PCOS that's correlated with blood sugar as well. Yeah, I love what you said. It's a continuum. And yeah, in mainstream medicine, it's all about either you Mm -hmm. either have diabetes or you don't. But, you know, you were walking down that blood sugar road for years or maybe decades before you got that diagnosis. So you have that excess 
sugar, glucose in your bloodstream, so it predisposes to infection and damages your cells. And then really what I heard you saying with, to just help kind of paraphrase for everyone listening, who's wondering, well, how does my cortisol stress hormone relate to my skin? It really cues into the gut dysfunction. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the major ways. And what we're learning and becoming aware of, and you could attest to that as well, is how just how much our gut health and our microbiome, the effects are far-reaching throughout the body. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, it's just fascinating to me. I remember when I first heard about the microbiome years ago, and it was at one of my A4M conferences, and they were saying, you know, for years, scientists have wondered, how do humans have the same DNA, amount of DNA as an earthworm, right? That just doesn't make any sense. We're so much more complicated. And then when they discovered the microbiome, they're like, oh, we had our genes in the cloud. in the cloud, in our gut, in our microbiome. So it's that important. And if you're listening and you're thinking, I haven't heard of the microbiome, well, that's all the bacteria, the trillions of bacteria that live in your gut where you house, you outsource a lot of your DNA that controls your overall health. So it's something you definitely want to learn about. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Hey there, it's your conscience calling. It's a new year. Just wondering where you are with your resolution. You remember, the one to lose some weight and get in shape? You know, life would be a whole lot better if you upped your metabolism, lost a few pounds, had some energy, and could get in your skinny jeans again, right? But I know you don't want to count calories, and I don't want you to either. And working out at the gym is not your idea of fun, or mine. I know you hate the thought that you might fail at weight loss, again. And I do too. And that's why, this time, I've set you up for the ultimate success by working with a doctor who lost 100 pounds at midlife herself by addressing all the hidden causes of weight gain no one's told you about. It's about so much more than diet and exercise. You'll see, Dr. Kieran will tell you all the secrets you need to know to lose 10 pounds and double your energy in the 28-day Jumpstart program. It addresses all the reasons that 90% of weight loss programs fail women at midlife. Yup, it was created by Dr. Kieran after she lost 100 pounds at midlife. She designed it to address the same issues that you're having. Only you don't know you're having them because no one told you. So yes, I heard what you want. And for sure, you totally deserve it. To live in a body that is healthy and vital and supports you in doing everything that you want to do. And to look good doing it while having more fun than you can imagine? I got you. And I know you don't want to pay a lot of money to try yet another program. So you'll love the special introductory offer of just $47 to join. Just $47? Girl, you know you spend that on things you can't even remember every single month. What have you got to lose? Nothing. Losing 10 pounds could just be the jumpstart you need to your next level of living. It's all ready for you. Just go to jumpstartyourmidlifemojo.com to get the details on this amazing program and sign up now. Then you can check off, lose weight, and feel great from your to-do list and get back to the things that matter most to you. I heard you, and I've answered. Dr. Kieran's got your resolution covered with the Jumpstart program. I'll see you there. And we're back. So let's talk a little bit about 
gut health? Because there's some people listening saying, well, I'm having an acne problem, but I don't have gut symptoms, right? I don't have inflammatory bowel disease. I don't have uh, irritable bowel. I don't have reflux GERD. I don't have anything going on. So what would you say to them uh, if they say that and they have acne? Yeah, great question. So what I will say and what I've been known to tell people is that you can have a gut issue without any gut symptoms. (laughs) And what we have to remember in our culture is our standard for digestive health is very low. So we might, you know... (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so true. We have a low standard for digestive health. You said it, yep. Right. So, you know, having bowel movements every other day, that's not normal. (laughs) Might be common, you know, for a lot of people, but it's not normal. So don't use that as an indicator because that can be a very poor indicator. But a chronic issue with something like acne is definitely a sign that there's, you know, could be a gut issue and it's worth looking into. Yeah, you know, I really think there are very few people who don't have an adrenal issue and a gut issue in this day and age because we're under assault every single day from the chemicals that we encounter and the pesticides and the food we eat and the drugs in our water and just, you know, our Mm -hmm. adrenals and our getting the main assault. And so I love what you said. We have a low standard for digestive health and we say, oh, my digestion's great. But, you know, just because you're not having symptoms doesn't mean there isn't a problem. We kind of believe that if you can't see it or hear it and it's not sending you a postcard is not happening, (laughs) but unfortunately it is. So what are kind of the issues that might be going on in the gut and how would we know? That's a great question. How does someone know? Because now everybody's listening and they're thinking, "Mm, I wonder if I have a gut issue. How do they know? How do they know? So symptoms to look out for, is that what you're asking? Or no, what are some other You already said that... they might not have symptoms. But yeah. if they did have symptoms of gut dysfunction, what would they be? But if they don't have symptoms, and now they're hearing you, Dr. Shana, saying that you might not have any symptoms, then they're wanting to know, how would I know if I have a problem? I guess, testing, right? Yeah, so that's where testing would come into play. So there are a few different ways that you know, that could be looked at from a testing standpoint. So we were talking about nutritional deficiencies a little bit earlier in terms of the stress response. So if we use that as an example, there are certain deficiencies in vitamins and minerals that could point to a gut dysfunction. So like, for example, B vitamins, the amino acids. So glutamine is an example. People are low in glutamine. A lot of times that is a signal that there is some leaky gut present. Vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K. So those can all be indicators that, you know, suggest that there could be some gut dysfunction. So that's one way of looking at that. But people could also do like food sensitivity testing as an example is a lot of something that a lot of people are doing now. And so when they're are a number of uh, food sensitivities when it's lit up, you know, like a Christmas tree, you know, it's not so much a sign that, you know, you need to eliminate all these different foods. It means, you know, it's a symptom of a deeper problem with your gut health and your immune system that you've got to fix in order to correct those things. Mm -hmm. And then could they have functional stool testing also? Yeah, so stool testing is a great tool 
that can provide a lot of different information. So some people could have an issue with their digestive function. Their digestive enzyme production is just not as robust as it should be. And that can create an environment for overgrowth, food sensitivities, for all of those things to be problems. So finding out if they're if they have high, healthy digestive function is going to be really important because without that, it's going to be difficult for them to repair their gut health. Mm-hmm. So what are some tests when somebody comes to you and acne is a big concern of theirs that you say, well, if you've got acne, these are some tests you absolutely need. What would those be? So those would be for me, micronutrient testing. So doing a complete vitamin and mineral panel. I think everyone should do that. Mm-hmm. That's really essential. I would say hormones. So mm-hmm. looking at the hormones uh thyroid, adrenal, sex hormones, and I would say stool testing. Those would be like the three main ones that I would say you've absolutely got to have. Yes, I say amen to that, definitely. And I know I've seen a few blog articles where you talk about how conventional medicine is really missing the boat on treating acne. So what makes you say that? What, What is a traditional approach to acne and how are they missing the point? Yeah, so the traditional approach to acne, a lot of times it's categorized based on the severity. So usually we're starting with topicals. So if we're only doing topical medications, then we're completely ignoring that there's an internal problem. So some other, you know, then as things are more severe, then we start to, you know, get more internal and look at things like antibiotics birth control pills, spironolactone, Accutane, and each of those medications, they're targeting gut bacteria, so wiping everything out or modulating hormones, and then with Accutane, it's more so regulating the sebum production in the pores. So they're all targeting something very specific in terms of the physiology of acne, but none of them are taking a holistic approach. Right, or really addressing the root cause of why someone has Exactly. And what kind of harm can that do to somebody? Psychologically, it does a lot of damage. So let me just start there because it's frustrating for people because a lot of times when they try, especially with the topical medications, if I start there, they try these different things. It does. It either doesn't work or they may see some improvement temporarily and then it comes back. And then even with a lot of the oral medications, either it's the same situation, either it doesn't work or it does work for a while and then it comes back with a vengeance. And I think it's tragic when people are taking some of the more harsh medications, things like acne, when they go through that process and then a few years later, it comes back and it comes back worse a lot of times and then they're back where they started and then now they have, you know, the side effects to deal with. I agree with that. And I think psychologically, it's that sense of hopelessness and discouragement that people get when they think a problem is solved only to realize 
that it wasn't solved at all. <laughs> they might have had some symptomatic relief for a period of time, and then it comes back, like you said, with a vengeance. I think there it's a sense of demoralization. Mm-hmm. Having experienced that myself with my health journey when I was in mainstream medicine and my health problems, with the various drugs that I would take, you know, pills for every ill or whatever would happen, I would get some relief but it it never really created vitality for me. And this is what I was finding with my patients too. And it wasn't until I discovered a root cause resolution approach that I really understood that that's because all these health problems come from the same root causes. And so we're just throwing (laughs) band-aids. And meanwhile, the root causes are getting worse and worse and worse. And it's it's like a volcano just heating up on the inside, getting ready to erupt until all of a sudden we get, oh my gosh, now we have cancer, right? Or, oh my gosh, now we have an autoimmune disease, which, or we have something horrible. When if people had paid attention, like we talked about with the diabetes earlier, that diabetes was happening on a low level for years, right? If we paid attention to that and did the smackdown and fixed it, <laughs> right? Am I speaking the truth, Dr. Shane? You are preaching. You are preaching, Dr. Kieran. I, I love that volcano analogy. I get on my soapbox, you know, and it's or it's like I've seen it compared to an iceberg that mainstream medicine is at that little 10 percent of the iceberg that sticks out above the water, like putting little Band-Aids on little icicles. (laughs) Meanwhile, the bottom of the iceberg, 90 percent underneath the water is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and nobody's addressing it. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) All right. So what are some of your favorite natural treatments? So we talked about really you should have testing, but maybe there's some things naturally that a woman's listening she could do at home herself to help if she's having acne. Yeah, so anything that people could do at home. Before I answer that, I want to clarify. So are you talking more about skincare or everything else? Let's start with direct skincare because there are some things you can do. And then let's talk about everything else. Yeah, so skincare wise, what's gonna be huge is being on a regimen that is suited for your skin type. So that's really important because one of the biggest misconceptions that are out there is that, you know, whenever people have acne, it's because they have oily skin and so now they need to make it really dry. And so that's not what we want to do, especially women in their midlife. You know, we want to stay looking young and, you know, keep our skin looking young. So we definitely don't want to do that. So that's going to be really important, using products that are suited for your skin type that nourish the skin barrier, that have ingredients that nourish the skin barrier. Then you could incorporate some other treatments into your regimen to target the acne specifically. So there are things you can use as spot treatments. So a lot of this I go into a lot more detail. It's not just acne, what ingredients people can look for in skincare products that are natural ingredients. So naturally occurring ingredients that fight acne breakouts that are not damaging to the skin. There are also things that people can use to exfoliate their skin to help improve the texture, and that's going to help with the anti-aging piece as well. And I also talk about serums and things that people can use to treat to target the dark marks. So that's a huge concern for a lot of people. 
especially women of color, not just treating the acne, the breakouts that are active, but the dark marks will really make a huge difference to improve the uh, appearance of the skin and the skin tone. But just mention, are you talking like retin-A's, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, what kinds of things? So for targeting dark marks or... For all of it. For all of it. So for targeting dark marks, so things like arbutin, licorice extract are really effective, exfoliant, so things that have glycolic acid, salicylic acid, those types of things. Does retin-A increase the turnover also of cells? It does. Yes. It does. Yeah, that was recommended to me recently. I used to use those, but I haven't used them in a while. I have to tell on myself, some days I just don't feel like taking off my makeup, and so I don't, and then I regret it every time. And so I didn't do that, and then I got this big guy right here. So now I got to remediate it. You know, so it happens to all of us, but I would say my number one tip would be wipe your makeup off. (laughs) Clean your face. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to do that. Start with the basics. Like for me, it's just the basic. You Um, double cleanse when you take off your makeup? Do you double cleanse? Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. And I do a scrub every day. And so I really try to get all that, my pores clean. And I usually don't have a problem, except when I don't take my makeup off, (laughs) which happens every now and then. All right. So some local things. And then say somebody's listening and, you know, maybe they're like, oh, yeah, I need these tests and they're they're going to seek that out. But maybe they just can't do it right now for whatever reason. What are mm-hmm. some things like we've talked about that everyone's having a gut problem? Everyone's having an adrenal problem. What kinds of things could they start doing to start remediating their gut and, and adrenals? Yeah. So oddly enough, Stress reduction, so being aware of the stressors in your life and making sure that every day you're incorporating some stress reduction techniques into your routine. So I know that may not have been, you know, what your audience was thinking I would say, but that's really going to be huge. And in terms of supplements, a basic multivitamin. But, you know, before I get to get into that, I just want to stress that, you know, you could take supplements all day, but if you're still <laughs> super stressed out, you haven't changed anything, you know, else with your lifestyle, then it's not going to do you that much good. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I want to reiterate what Dr. Mm-hmm. Shana is saying. It's so true. And I see, especially a lot of type A people like me who are like, no, I like to say exactly the same and doing everything I'm doing and I'm just going to take some supplements and everything. I want it to be okay. And the truth is your body's like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Queen Cortisol says, I will be obeyed. You will reduce your stress. You will not do a million things or I'm not going to give you what you want, which is clear skin and boundless energy and a great sex drive and right all the things. Right. So I'm just reiterating what you're saying. You, got, you can't just take supplements and then negotiate neglect the stress management, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you got to address that. And we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Hey there, it's me again, your conscience. Just letting you know, I did hear you. The question is, did you hear me? Go to jumpstartyourmidlifemojo.com now to sign up for Dr. Kieran's next challenge starting soon. Pause this recording and go to the website now. We'll wait for you. Dr. Kieran's got you covered in achieving your resolutions this year. 
I'm always looking out for you. You're welcome. We're back. So you mentioned stress reduction techniques. What are some of your favorites? Some of my favorites, yoga. I love to walk and just be in nature. That's one of my favorite things. Aromatherapy. I've been in the castor oil packs lately as yes. well. So you love those too? Where, where do you put them? So I put them over my abdomen. Yeah, so we've talked, Dr. Marisol, you know, Queen of Thrones has been on the show and she's mm -hmm. talked about the castor oil packs because she has a great one with organic castor oil and muslin that you can make. If you missed that, definitely check out her episode and check out her castor oil pack. So do you like all types of yoga for stress reduction for people or specific types? So not hot yoga. I'm trying to think of what it would be called, the type of, maybe vinyasa yoga is just a relaxing, basic form of yoga. I'm not a yoga expert. So, so like vinyasa flow, yin, yeah, restorative, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I recently learned something that I didn't know. I mean, I knew vinyasa flow and restorative and yin yoga were great for stress reduction, but I didn't realize that the re one of the reasons why is because they stimulate the vagus nerve along its pathway with the various postures, and apparently that was intentional. So that's really... Yeah, I've heard that. I, I feel like I had a glass of wine after I do certain types of yoga that are restorative. And so then what would be some supplements that people might want to take besides a multivitamin mineral to help support their adrenals? To help support their adrenals, adaptogens. So adaptogens are really great. Things like, so there are combination formulas and then there are individual herbs. Um, ashwagandha is a really great one that um, a lot of people take that kind of helps to balance things out rhodiola, ginseng. I mean, there are a lot of different adaptogens out there. I would say it really helps for people to know where they are. But if you don't, I like ashwagandha because it really helps to balance things out. So what do you mean know where you are? Your levels, your cortisol levels. And so how would somebody find that out? So they will find that out through testing. There's saliva testing, and then there's some companies that do a combination of saliva and urine. So I really like for people to know where they are with that. That's like a basic test that's not very expensive that can give them so much information. Mm -hmm. Like the Dutch test you're talking about, the Dutch Plus? Yeah, so the Dutch, but even some of the other ones like DRT that are just measuring saliva mm -hmm. is still some good information and it's not very expensive. Yeah, I agree that testing, not guessing, gives way better results. So when at all possible, test, don't guess. But if you have to guess, because maybe you just can't do testing right now, some of these general adaptogens like Dr. Shane is talking about can be helpful. And they usually come in combination products with like rhodiola, eleuthero, ashwagandha, ginseng, licorice, things like that can be very helpful. I know that you also help women with autoimmune diseases. How are autoimmune diseases related to some skin problems? A lot of skin problems are autoimmune. And what I wanted to awaken people to with, it's not just acne, is that even acne now is, be, is being considered on the autoimmune spectrum. So we really want to be... Really? Aware. Please really. tell me about this because I had not heard that. Really, yeah. Even uh, rosacea as well. So these mm -hmm. conditions 
are considered to be on the autoimmune spectrum because imbalances that are, you know, are found and that are correlated with these conditions are a lot of the same imbalances that trigger autoimmune conditions, but the autoimmune conditions come much later in life. They take a longer time to develop. And so with autoimmune issues, you know, it's a, a matter of educating people and continuing to remind them that they take decades to develop, you know, but before that, people are on the spectrum. They're on the autoimmune spectrum, on the inflammation spectrum. I love how you say that on the autoimmune spectrum, because, you know, we're used to hearing that for various other disorders on the spectrum, but we don't, I've never heard people use it talking about autoimmune disease, but I think it's time we start using that terminology for diabetes on the diabetes spectrum, on the autoimmune spectrum, and really to help people get that these things are, diseases are not events that all of a sudden happen one day. Exactly. Right. You were on that spectrum for a long time. So I know some people right now listening are hearing this or driving their car and they're going, oh, I hear what they're saying. This could be a sign or lead to a serious problem. So what are some signs for a woman that her acne is on that autoimmune spectrum? I would definitely say if it's chronic and if it's severe. So I would use those two things as a, you know, an indicator. Chronicity and severity. Okay, chronicity and severity. I love that. So if you're listening and you never had that phase where you didn't have acne for decades and you've had it really your whole life and it's been pretty severe, like cystic, or maybe you even have back acne, then you really need to find someone who can help you get at the root causes of it and fix it because It's not that the acne leads to autoimmune. I just want to be clear about this for everyone, Dr. Shana, right? It's not that acne leads to autoimmune. It's that it could be an expression of beginning autoimmune problems. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So I want everyone to pay attention to that. Let's see. We have talked about so much. We talked about skincare. What have I not asked you that I should have asked you? I don't know. (laughs) Is there anything that you think, wow, everybody listening really needs to know? Now, they need to know about your gift that you have for them. So we'll definitely tell them about that. We'll have the link in the show notes. And it's not just acne.com forward slash gifts, G-I-F-T-S. We'll have the link in the show notes. They're going to get the first two chapters of your book. It's not just acne. And a cheat sheet on Top five foods that guarantee acne flare-ups. Ooh, I want to know what those foods are. (laughs) And there's also a new training that I just released as well, a webinar training, so they'll be able to access that as well. Oh, and what's that on? So it's on acne going deeper. So some of the same things that we talked about, but going a little bit deeper in that webinar training on how people can find answers and avoid a lot of the harsh medications. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. If you're having acne, you need to go there. It's not just acne.com forward slash gifts and download this and attend the training for sure. So, so much great information. I love your approach, Dr. Shana. I love the title of your book. It's not just acne. We need to stop saying, oh, it's just acne. No, it's not just acne. Stop it. It's a (laughs) serious sign of serious imbalances in your body that are going to lead you to have other health 
problems down the line. So you need to pay attention, right? Absolutely. Well said. Any last words for everyone? We always end with what her brilliant health means, right? Yes. What does it mean to you? So it means to me listening to your body, listening to your body. Our body, it speaks to us. It tells us when there's a problem, all we have to do is listen and seek answers. So true. So well said. We just need to learn how to decipher them and speak the language of the body. Exactly. You know, which I think is so important. We're born with that ability, but I think it's socialized out of us. So part of my goal is to help all women reconnect to the language of their body so they can decipher the messages. And instead of when they see acne reaching for the acne cream or going to the drugstore to look in the acne section, they say, hmm, what have I been eating? Have I been eating any acne triggers? What's going on with my microbiome? And I pooping every day, you know, all the things that we've been talking about. So thank you so much, Dr. Shana, for joining us and sharing this wonderful, incredible information. Thank you so much for having me. I truly enjoyed it. And thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Her Brilliant Health Revolution. The revolution is on, and yes, you are a part of it. I don't want you to just hear the information that we're sharing today. I want you to take that information and make it your own to impact your life. I want you to pick one thing that you heard today, and I want you to decide right now, how are you going to implement it into your life? to start moving in the right direction. You don't have to have a complete overhaul of your health. Just pick one thing and take one step. A journey of a thousand steps starts with the first one. And I want to know what you're going to do today. You can shout out to me on social media and let me know. And let us know also your questions that you might have about today's episode that relate to you personally. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Kieran Dunstan, MD. Make sure you spell it correctly, at K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D. And I'll look forward to seeing you there. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you in next week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and send it to someone who would benefit from it. If you love the show and really want to support it, please go to iTunes, write a review and subscribe. This helps other women find us so that they too can heal and enjoy brilliant health. I've got a gift for you. If you take a screenshot of your review, post it on your social media and tag me, I'll send you a special surprise right to your inbox. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, healing and getting optimally healthy isn't magic, it's science.